1: All members of the Alabama House are up for re-election this coming November, and the first step in that process is winning the party primary race, which will be held next Tuesday on May 24th. There are 33 Republicans and 13 Democrat seats where the incumbent is now being challenged by at least one candidate. Most incumbents to the Alabama House are not facing a challenger to their seat from within the party and will ultimately face off with the opposing party this coming November. If your state representative's name does not appear on the ballot next week when you're there to vote, that's because the person is running unchallenged to represent either the Republican or Democrat party. Alabama does not have a closed primary, which means that a voter can vote in an opposite party primary if they choose to, regardless of their past party affiliation. I recently sat down with former state legislator Scott Beeson to talk about the primary as a whole. And this whole subject of party crossover came up. Beeson says he's in favor of closing the party primary and has even tried to do so in the past when he served in the Alabama House and the Alabama Senate.
0: I was in the state House for eight years, and then I served eight years in the state Senate.
1: Oh, so a total of 16 years. Yes,
0: 16 years. I was elected when I was four. (laughs) and uh, So, yeah, 16 years in the legislature. Learned a lot. And... um, Very interesting time. I wouldn't change it for anything, but I'm glad to be out. For years and years and years, I tried to um, make it so you couldn't cross over. And it was funny because the party establishment, the party leadership, was always opposed to
1: it. I wonder why.
0: Well, because it's easier for establishment candidates to win... If you have a lot of crossing over, back <laughs> over, who can go Who can go? Uh, use walking around money, who can go get this group and that group in the, in the runoff, that kind of stuff. And I always felt like it was, it was protecting the establishment, which is why they didn't want to do it. And then they always said, oh, Big Tent, we're welcoming. I'm like, dude, I know y'all. Y'all are not welcoming. You're not Big Tent. Why, why are you saying this? But it was, to, it was to cement their power. If they need it, yeah. go to the right groups and say, hey, look, y'all go like my person. Right. We'll we'll all be good. That's just the way it works. The people of the state really have to take back control. It takes a little work, but it's not like we're, um, you know, fighting on the battlefields. We're out, you know, Go vote. Take your buddies, get a hamburger. Clearing your vote. schedule
1: and finding out your polling place. Yes. And they make it pretty easy, too. Right. It, even if you show up at the wrong one, they'll find out where you should go. Exactly. And they'll get, even print out instructions in an, an address. Right. So. It's
0: pretty, pretty idiot-proof at this point in time. <laughs> yes. So. Okay, here we go. I, I, I always say my spiritual gift is hacking people off. If you can't figure out how to vote, you might not should.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be on a slogan? <laughs>
0: Yeah, since I'm not running for office anymore, that'll be a, that'll be a slug. Well,
1: thanks for coming on. Hey, Scott. thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. A corrections officer in Mobile County is now under arrest for bringing in contraband items to the Metro Jail. Investigators say that Frederick Johnson is facing 21 counts of promoting prison contraband for, by smuggling in phone chargers, cameras, flash drives, movies, and even pornography. The contraband was discovered through a random bag check. Investigators believe that Johnson was smuggling all those items in to sell to the inmates. A Korean auto company is expanding in Auburn. Shinwa will build a new 400,000 square foot factory at its existing facility, which is located at the Auburn Technology Park. Shinwa first came to Auburn back in 2019. It builds aluminum parts that are used within the production of electric vehicles. This expansion project will involve $78 million and will create another 42 jobs in that area. Auburn Mayor Rob Anders says that the Korean company has been a great addition to the high-tech manufacturing base in that area and that the city of Auburn is thrilled to see Xinhua grow and succeed. And when it comes to Auburn University, this week, the new president officially took his position. President Chris Roberts became part of the Samuel Jin College of Engineering back in 1993. Now he's the president of the university. A nationwide search began in the summer of 2021 after President Jay Goge declared he would retire this coming summer in 2022. By January of this year, the search committee had narrowed down their choices to Roberts only. He was then confirmed in February and started the position this week. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, primary results are in from five states that voted this past Tuesday. One race is still too close to call. And that is the Republican Senate primary in the state of Pennsylvania, where they had three contenders, two men and a woman seeking that position within the party. It's very similar to what is going on here in Alabama's Republican Senate primary. Kathy Barnett came in third with Dave McCormick and Dr. Mehmet Oz with a neck-and-neck race. Dr. Oz currently has a 3,000-vote lead over McCormick at this point, but there are also thousands of mail-in ballots yet to be counted. Donald Trump is now urging Oz, who is the candidate that he endorsed, to declare victory already. Trump says doing so will make it harder for cheating and finding more ballots that end up closing the gap. Trump is alluding to what happened to him in 2020 when he was 300,000 votes ahead in that state on election night, only to have that lead whittled away over the days following that vote through the counting of mail-in ballots. Trump indicated on a post on social media that, that this could also happen to Oz if he didn't declare victory now. Dr. Oz may or may not be declared the final winner in that Republican primary race, but overall, the former president, Donald Trump, has amassed quite a list of victories in his column when it comes to primary candidates that he has gone out of his way to endorse to take on establishment Republicans. So far, the states of Idaho, Kentucky, Oregon, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Nebraska, Indiana, Texas, and West Virginia have had their primary elections this year. Of the primary challengers that Trump endorsed in those races, all have won within their party races except for Madison Cawthorn in North Carolina, Janice McGeechan in Idaho, and Charles Herbster in Nebraska. That puts Trump's endorsement record at around 80 to 3. Well, she's been dubbed Scary Poppins for her video about Disinformation!
0: origins are slightly less atrocious It's how you hide a little lie it's how you hide a little lie it's how you hide a lie Rudy Giuliani...
1: Those videos came to light after Nina Jankowitz was appointed by President Joe Biden to be director of the disinformation Governance board within the Department of Homeland Security now apparently Nina Jankowitz has resigned from that position and the creation of this new disinformation board has now been put on hold. This is according to White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre. The board has never convened. Uh, uh, So that's it. it Never convened, and and the board is uh, is yes, the board is uh, is is pausing in the sense that it will not convene while former Secretary Chertoff and former Deputy AG Gorlick uh, do their assessment. Jankowitz was roundly criticized on social media for her past videos, as well as political opinions that included dismissing the Hunter Biden laptop as fake. The whole creation of the disinformation governance board was called Orwellian and unconstitutional by Republicans, conservatives, and libertarians of all shapes and sizes. Speaking of social media, a recent audit of Twitter by a software company called Spark2 has now found that half of Joe Biden's 22 million followers on Twitter are fake accounts. The audit comes at the same time that Tesla CEO Elon Musk is offering to buy Twitter and make it a private company. Musk has now put that deal on hold because he says the spam accounts in bots on Twitter are four times higher than what was claimed by the company in their SEC filings. Musk says he will not proceed with the purchase offer of $44 billion until those fake account numbers are resolved. So far, Musk says that Twitter leadership has publicly refused to show proof that the fake accounts are less than 5% of total accounts. Also of interest is that Spark 2 did an audit of Musk's own Twitter account and found that 70% of his 93.3 million followers are also fake. And layoffs continue at Netflix. In the next month or two, 150 employees will be let go from across all departments after slow revenue growth was reported in the first quarter of this year. Netflix says the cuts have nothing to do with employee performance, but have everything to do with the loss of 200,000 subscribers since the start of 2022. They also expect an additional 2 million subscribers to be lost by the end of this quarter. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check out Alabama Unfiltered with Scott Beeson, Amy Beth Shaver, and Allison Sinclair. Their latest episode involves A.J. Hurley, the director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust. If you heard about the babies, five of them found at a D.C. abortion clinic, full-term children, some of them dead through partial birth abortion, if you want to really know what's going on, if you cannot turn away because you think this sounds crazy, and it is, but it's happening, join us for today's show.
2: This truck pulls up, unloads three boxes of aborted children. The driver of this box or the, the driver of this truck knows nothing about what's happening. He, uh, you know, he was just obviously doing just doing a job. Exactly. <laughs> they tell him and by God's grace, he is just very visibly upset over this whole matter. And they convince him to let uh, them have a box to to give these babies uh, a proper burial uh and so they took this box back inside was 115 uh aborted children 110 of them were first trimester babies and five of them were late term third trimester almost full-term children one of them christopher x was literally i mean this big Mm -hmm. so um they, they at that point we called us we were in new york at the time outside of margaret sanger plain parenthood we took a train met them uh basically processed and photographed all these children videographed them made arrangements strategized how to com- come forward and delivered the the children over to uh, dcpd
1: you can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and you feel someone else will benefit from these reports, feel free to copy a link from Spotify or Apple Podcasts and send it to a friend and get them started on this as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama.
0: Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.